changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your daily dose of Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration. It's Friend Friday, and today I'm pleased to introduce you to Alex Kajitani, who is one of the coolest and most passionate teachers I know. Fifteen years ago, Alex Kajitani was a struggling new teacher in one of California's poorest neighborhoods. His students seemed unmotivated and uninterested in learning what Alex was teaching, which was math. Alex came up with an innovative way to teach them that got him national acclaim, and he ended up becoming the California Teacher of the Year and a top four finalist for National Teacher of the Year in 2009. So, Alex, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. I'm excited. Yeah, so I met you back, I guess it was 2010, when we made that book, um, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Teacher Tales. And uh, I met every single one of the state teachers of the year, which was really fun. And you always stood out to me as so fascinating because of the way that you figured out to teach math in that tough neighborhood where you were teaching. Do you want to talk about what you did? Yeah, you know, uh, I was uh, really having a hard time connecting with my students and getting them to really remember the math that I uh, was teaching them. But what I realized is a rap song would come out on Monday, and by Tuesday they seemed to have every single word memorized. And so what I did was anytime I was teaching a new uh, math concept, I began by creating a new rap song and performing it for my class. And the first time I did it, it went very, very badly. I got completely laughed at. But later, as I walked to the teacher lounge, teacher's lounge for lunch that day, I noticed that all the students were singing the song that I had created. That first one was about uh, the decimal point and adding and subtracting decimals called the itty-bitty dot. And at the end of the week, my students' test scores on adding and subtracting decimals absolutely shot through the roof. And so they said I needed a name, so I started calling myself the Rappin' Mathematician. Uh, and now the songs and CDs are being used all over the world to help engage kids in math and make math cool. Give us a stanza or two of the rap and mathematician rap. You got it. So here's just the first song I ever did. Now what in the world is that itty-bitty dot? Yo, I just can't remember, and it's making me distraught. I saw it in the price of the item I just bought. It's the decimal point. Yeah, now you're getting hot. When you add and subtract them, there must be a rule. So listen to my rhyme and use it as a tool. Just line up the dot and give it all you got. I said line up the dot and give it all you got, and you will never forget how to add and subtract decimals ever again. (laughs) So just for our audience... You can actually see Alex's picture on the cover of the new book that he and I made together, um, which is called Chicken Soup for the Soul, Inspiration for Teachers. And it just came out three days ago. And you'll see that Alex is Japanese and Jewish. And this is the guy who was teaching in this, I guess, like ghetto neighborhood, right? Teaching this rap. So it was so funny for the kids to see Alex doing this rap. And that, by the way, reminds me of one of the things that I think is so fascinating about you, Alex. Your two grandfathers and the different experiences they had during World War II. Yeah, it's actually amazing. So my my Japanese grandfather Yoshio was living with uh, with his his kids. You know, who was my dad and and uh, aunt. They, they were living in Central California and. Um, during executive, when Executive Order 9066 was issued, they were forced to go to the Japanese internment camps. They were at the one in Gila River in Arizona. And 
pretty much at that exact same period in history, my Jewish grandfather, who was living here in the United States, actually uh, joined joined the military and went to fight against Hitler. And so, uh, obviously, the two grandfathers didn't know each other at the time, but during that same period in history, I literally had one grandfather who was fighting against the Nazi regime and another one who was being put in Japanese internment camps here in the United States. And that has really just kind of shaped me and, and my family history pretty much since World War II. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. I didn't even know that much about the Japanese internment camps until I did that podcast about them a few weeks ago. And uh, That's pretty, right. pretty incredible that that happened. So before we get into talking more about the new book we've done together, I just want to cover the rest of your background for our listeners Besides the fact that you have all these math wraps that people can buy, you also have this really cool program now called MultiplicationNation.com, which is a, an online program that helps kids master their times tables. Yeah, it's amazing. As I've, as I've tried, you know, a lot of what I do now is I travel around the country speaking at education conferences and conducting professional development for teachers. And I always ask teachers, you know, what's your biggest challenge with teaching math, and I also ask parents as well, and, and the, overwhelmingly so many of them say that so many kids, you know, haven't mastered their times tables, and that makes it, it really difficult to teach anything beyond, you know, third grade, because it really is, it's like being able to read an English class, it's the foundation for math knowledge, and so what I did was I created the first-of-its-kind online interactive program to help every kid master their times tables so that they can be confident in math and, and really confident in life. And so it's, it's online, it's web-based, it can be used on any device. And my goal is to have every kid in America master their times tables. And so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm working on it one student at a time, but uh, I'm really excited about MultiplicationNation.com. And again, I, I just am really on this mission to help kids with this foundational critical skill. Well, that's great. And the other thing you're helping with now is you're helping me to re-inspire teachers because we have such a problem yes. in this country with morale. And that's why Alex and I made this new book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Inspiration for Teachers. It's the appreciation and the inspiration that they deserve every day because our book is filled with stories that tell teachers that what they do really does make a difference. And I know you are a very big public speaker. You've given up teaching now, and you're traveling around speaking at teachers' conferences and helping teachers to stay committed to the profession. What do you see going on now with this whole teacher retention problem? Yeah, that's a great question. I wouldn't say I've given up teaching. I'd say I have, just have a much bigger classroom these days. But, you know, as I travel, I really I, I see a few things. The first thing that I see is that teachers are, are really, start, you know, they're tired, and they're tired because there are so many demands placed on teachers, not just on a daily or a yearly basis, but, you know, even minute to minute, we're constantly interacting with students and creating lessons and assessing students, and then also dealing with, you know, just all of the day-to-day -day operations that come with being part of the public school system or even our individual schools. And at the same time, we're also battling public perception and a lot of, you know, blaming of teachers for 
things that are haven't gone well with the U.S. education system. And so we really wanted to create something that was just an, an excellent reminder and an inspiring reminder that what teachers do just makes such a difference. And so this book is just filled with just that, stories about how teachers make a difference. And, I mean, I I read these stories, you know, I cry, I laugh, I get mad, uh, and and I smile, you know, from one story to the next because they're the real stories about real students and real teachers who've made a difference. And I truly believe that through this co- these collected stories, as teachers, we're just going to live on forever because the truth is beauty fades and machines fall apart and money runs out. But these stories are the only thing that can be passed down from generation to generation. And regardless of where you teach or what you teach or the age level of students that you teach, these stories are universal about what a huge difference we make in the lives of people every day. Yeah, the stories in the book are very honest about the ups and downs of being a teacher, but the common thread is how much teachers really do make a difference. And I would venture to guess that a teacher who wasn't sure if he or she was going to re-up for another year, if that teacher just sat down and read this book, the teacher would sign for another year of teaching because the book, is, it, it so dramatically shows that teachers do make a difference and that all of that hard work is worthwhile. And it reminds teachers of why they started in the profession in the first place. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I always say, you know, teaching is not just what we do. Teaching is what we are. And sometimes as teachers, you know, we look at things day to day or even week to week. But when we step back and really look at the impact that we've made on students, sometimes we understand that impact immediately. Sometimes we don't get to understand that impact until years later when somebody tells us something or or something happens. And sometimes we always wonder about the impact that we make. And this book is just real proof that that what we make is just a true difference. And and I absolutely agree. If a teacher is starting to feel a little bit down, wondering, you know, if they should come back next year, uh, flipping through just a few pages of this book will really inspire them to keep going. I think it would be a great gift to give somebody who had just graduated from a teaching program also and was just starting out, because I think it shows them what it's going to be like And you have new teachers writing stories, seasoned teachers who've been doing it for decades writing stories. It really gives you a great view of the whole profession of teaching from preschool all the way through high school and beyond. Yeah, I think so, too. And, you know, I I think it's it's the perfect book to also just kind of have, you know, by your bedside or on your desk. And at at any point, you can flip it open, read one of the stories and, and just get re, get energized or re-energized. And so I think that new teachers, veteran teachers, I think this is just the absolute perfect gift also, especially during Teacher Appreciation Week. There was a story that I actually told in a podcast earlier this week on the day that the book came out. It was by Linda Carroll Cobb, and it was about when she had failed a student in her class who was a track star. And he had a scholarship to college, and she failed him because his score was like a 50. And and then, you know, she got all this pressure from the assistant principal and the guidance counselor and the track coach, like, pass the kid. He's going on to college. He's an athletic star. But she failed him, and he had to go to summer school. And he came back to see her a few years later, and she was kind of worried. Like, was he coming back because he was still furious with her? And he came back to thank her 
for having made him accept the consequences of his actions. He said that she was the first person who ever didn't treat him like a star and made him accept the consequences of poor behavior and poor performance. And so that was a great story. Yeah, I love that story as well. And, you know, it is amazing how one of the common themes running through so many of these stories is just how grateful people are for, you know, that teacher who pushed them, that teacher who saw them, not just as they were, but as they could be. And and people were so grateful for just that time when a teacher said, you know, there's doing what's easy and there's doing what's right. And I'm going to take you down the path toward doing what's right, even if it's a little bit harder and takes a little bit longer. What we do as teachers makes such a difference every single day. Exactly. I, I've been corresponding with three of my best friends from fifth grade, and all of us, our favorite teacher ever was our fifth grade teacher, Mr. McGuire. Mm. And we all just recently wrote to him. He's 92 years old. He's deaf, but he's still alive. And so we've been writing to him, and he wrote back to me, same loopy handwriting that I remember from fifth grade. It was such a thrill, and he's so excited to be talking to us through mail since he's deaf. Uh, And it's funny, all four of us became professional writers, which is really remarkable. Yeah, in one fifth grade class. Well, Alex, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been wonderful. I really appreciate you coming on, and I know we're going to have great success with our book. And uh, everybody, thanks for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. Come back Monday for another story from our new book for teachers, this one about a teacher who really needed someone to intervene and get him writing again, and that someone turned out to be one of his students. And to learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration for teachers, visit our website, chickensoup.com. And to learn more about Alex Kajitani, visit alexkajitani.com. It's spelled just the way it sounds.